each time we accomplish a smaller goal, it's important that we acknowledge it. Those are small wins. And if we don't acknowledge the process along the way, I think that's also where people start getting frustrated and they kind of lose sight of what they're doing. Hey, everyone. I'm Maria Sansone. Welcome to another edition of mom to mom the podcast. Happy New Year, you guys. Can you believe it? We are here 2022. What a long, strange trip it has been. (laughs) A wild ride, in any case, to even start the new year. So today we are talking about resolutions. Are you one of those people that makes a resolution? Do you not make resolutions? Either way, I think you will benefit from today's conversation because my guest is actually encouraging us to just say no to resolutions. But she's got solutions for some longer term success in our life to achieve what we want to achieve. So let me introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Rachel Goldman. She is a licensed psychologist specializing in health and wellness, and she is going to break down the steps for us and give us some things to consider when we lose motivation as we try to achieve our goals and so much more. And and my favorite part of this is she really gives us some things to think about in terms of creating goals that we can actually hit instead of going really, really big and creating these giant lofty goals that only leave us disappointed and feeling like we're not getting to where we need to go. So I love this conversation. I hope you do too. Here is my chat with Dr. Rachel Goldman. Rachel, hi. Welcome to the Mom Cave. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. Not as excited as I am to talk to a <laughs> clinical psychologist. It's always so nice when I get like a little bit of free therapy, especially when it comes to health and wellness and all of that. So I think that all of us can benefit from this conversation. Well, thank you. I hope so. So today we're talking about a lot of things, but we are going to start with New Year's resolutions because this time of year, people are all talking about it. It's all the rage. And I kind of know where you stand on this, but let everyone know what you think about New Year's resolutions in general. So I am not a believer in them. Um, I think New Year's resolutions are, you know, if we think about what they are to begin with, right, New Year's resolutions tend to be like a big lofty goal, we could say, that people like to set the end of one year or the beginning of another year. And it is not very specific. And perhaps it's something that they've been thinking about doing for years, maybe has not been able to accomplish. And now all of a sudden it's like January 1st. Let's let's go ahead and try to do what we've been trying to do for years and hasn't worked. So I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of them at all. And I think there's a few reasons why. Um, one being what I said about this big lofty goal, but also why not set a goal today, right? Like why do we have to wait for the end of the year or for a new year to set a goal or make a change, especially if it's going to make us happier and healthier. I think that's just our human nature, right? We're like, we'll start on Monday or we'll start on the first or we'll start at the first of the year. And I think a lot of that is just kind of delaying the process, right? So that's not off to a good start. Right. And we hear that all the time, right? Oh, I already messed up. I'll do it Monday, right? Or I already screwed up. I might as well just wait till Monday or next week or next month or next year. But we can really just start now. And I think, you know, we don't have to make these big, huge, lofty goals. 
And I think that's part of it too, that it's really overwhelming when we think about a New Year's resolution and this big lofty goal. But if we break it down into smaller goals, it is realistic to start today. Let's talk about some of these more realistic goals and smarter goals and attainable goals. One of the things off the top of my head, people are saying, I want to work out more or I want to lose weight. How would you break that down and make it something that's a little easier to achieve and digest, if you will? Yeah. So we like to use what's called SMART goals, and it actually stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So if a goal is set up in that way, I fully believe that it is achievable because we are breaking it down into something that we understand what we were, what we're trying to do and it's measurable and it's realistic and all of those other things. So if somebody were to say something like, I want to exercise more, I would actually ask them, well, what does more mean, Mm -hmm. right? At the end of the week, can you answer yes or no? Did you exercise more? It's not specific enough, which makes it actually really difficult to measure. I was just kind of thinking too, even deeper than that about the why, you know, I want to exercise more three times a week or whatever, maybe, but, but why is it because you want to feel better? Is it because you want to move your body every day? Is it for a mental benefit? Is it for the physical benefit? I feel like that's probably a big part of it. Absolutely. And that why is actually a big part of the motivating factor for what's going to keep us motivated. So I tend to ask my clients, you know, what's your why? Because when you start losing motivation, when you start forgetting why you set your alarm for six o'clock in the morning to work out, it's important to remember why you decided to set this goal in the first place. So that why can really help somebody make a difference in terms of actually following through and accomplishing their goals. And I think with New Year's resolutions in particular, people put so much onto it. And there's also this little bit of like voodoo magic involved where you think that, oh, because it's a New Year's resolution, it's actually going to happen. But as you know, that's not the case. So you talked about measure, you know, having a measured goal. How do you actually do that? Because it's not going to happen with the snap of a finger. Right. So, you know, I think the best idea is to like, think about what you want to accomplish and then break it down into these smaller, more measurable goals. So like, imagine you're at the bottom of the staircase. You can't just jump to the top to get to where you want to be. You have to take one step at a time. So if somebody were to say, I want to do X, Y, Z, I would ask them, okay, what would it take to get there? What would it take to get there? What would it take to get there? And that's how you create these smaller steps or these smaller goals that you're going to be accomplishing. And then those can be measurable. So at the end of the week, you can say, did I drink whatever, you know, 64 ounces of water? Say, yes, I did check. And maybe you didn't accomplish your long-term goal yet. Maybe the long-term goal is, you know, to get more movement and to get, you know, maybe your cholesterol or certain levels like lab work to be in a healthier range. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the long-term goal, but how are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? How are we, how are we going to get there? Are those smaller goals? And then each time we accomplish a smaller goal, it's important that we acknowledge it. Those are small wins. And if we don't acknowledge the process along the way, I think that's also where people start getting frustrated and they kind of lose sight of what they're doing because it might seem like the long-term goal is so far away that it's hard to envision getting there. So if we take a moment to acknowledge, you know, I, I exercise three times this week or I drink my 64 ounces of water on most days and then feel proud, acknowledge that win, that's going to help us keep going. 
because it's hard to see that long-term success right away. It's funny that you keep mentioning water. That must be a popular goal. That was my New Year's resolution from like 1999 to like 2019 was to drink more water. It's still not really happening. How do you it's recommend? We, we talked about the, you know, the measuring it. I think this is great advice, like taking these littler baby steps so that it's something you can achieve and then you feel really good about it. So how do you recommend setting these for yourself? Is it something you write down? Is it something you look at every day? How do you actually put it in stone so you can put it into action? So I think writing it down is great, but I think taking a moment and asking yourself, like, what's going to work for you? Everybody's different, right? So there's apps out there that are really great. There's, you know, you can write it in like the notes section of your phone. You could put it on a screensaver or something on your computer. I still like to use old school post-it notes and tell my clients, you know, put a post-it note somewhere to remind yourself of what your goal is or what you're doing because you can have them in multiple places. But you have to remember and think about you and your personality and what is going to work for you. So similarly to like, if I told somebody to do X, Y, Z, and that's not something that they're going to do, then that's not going to be helpful. So I think really thinking about, you know, what's worked for you in the past, what hasn't worked for you, what can you do differently this time? And then what about when life inevitably gets in the way? And so all of a sudden you're on a roll and now it's February 1st and things are happening and you're getting stressed. How big of a role does stress play into trying to stay on track with everything? I always say life happens. So for instance, now it's February, you set this great New Year's resolution, maybe you even had a goal and a plan back in December, or January, and stress life hits the fan. What I like to remind people is that it is hard to accomplish our goals during times of stress. So to keep that in mind, and to focus on what is in your control. So many times during times of stress, I tell people, take a back seat in terms of actual goal setting, in terms of changing behaviors. Let your goal be to maintain your behaviors. And what I mean by that is there are certain kind of key health behaviors that I think are really important that people participate in on most days or every day, really, which is like sleep, our eating habits and our eating behaviors, our water intake, our stress management and movement. So like during times of stress, go back to that basic routine of your survival behaviors and just maintain what you're doing. So maybe you have to hit the pause button on making major changes and even like maybe even accomplishing those goals, right? Like at times getting out of bed and taking a shower is enough. And maybe that's what you need to focus on. So it's just hitting pause. It's not like you're going to start fresh or like start all over. Let's just hit pause. Let's get through this difficult time. Sometimes routine helps us get through difficult times and uncertainty. So to kind of go back to that and to focus on what's in our control, given so much out of our control. I love that because if your goals are making you stressed out and you feel like there's too much on your plate and you're overwhelmed, you get a case of the efforts and you're like, exactly, everything's off the rails and then everything falls apart. And that tends to be what happens when people are trying to accomplish a goal and then all of a sudden stress hits and that's why most people don't accomplish their New Year's resolutions for, you know, for many reasons, but that's one of them. So we've talked so much about setting realistic goals and what happens if things go off the rails, but how important is how we're talking to ourselves? Yeah, it's such an important part. And I think people really don't realize how important words matter. The words that we speak to ourselves and the words that we speak to others so if we think about that self-talk and how we're going to frame our goals, for instance, 
we want to use it in a more positive way. So I don't recommend that we set goals regarding things we can't do or that we're not going to do, but rather something we can do. It just has a different feel to it, right? So if we say like, I'm going to walk after dinner three days a week is different than I'm not going to watch TV after dinner three days a week. And it just has a a positive feel to it and a positive sound. Our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are all linked. So if we think something in a certain way or talk to ourselves in a certain way, it's going to affect how we feel like this. And then that's going to impact our behavior. So if I say I can't do something, eventually I'm not going to do it. Like it's a fact. So our self-talk actually eventually becomes our reality because of that relationship between our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Wow. So does that come into play even with something like losing weight? It's kind of like almost a negative because you're losing. So instead of losing weight, you're sort of gaining a different look at your health or something. I mean, is it really that cut and dry? you know, it's interesting. I have, I've actually never thought about it in that way in terms of thinking about the words of losing X amount of weight or losing weight. But with that being said, I don't recommend that people set weight goals because it's out of our control. In a similar way, if I say, or if somebody says, I want to lose X pounds, great, but how do you plan on doing that? And that's got to be the number one New Year's resolution, I would think. Absolutely. Because you just look at the gyms and everything like that. So this is a big one. I know a lot of people out there are thinking that they want to do this. So this is important. You know, and maybe losing X amount of weight can be a long-term goal. But once again, how are you going to get there? I tend to say a goal without a plan is just a wish. So it's like that magical, whoop, there, I'm going to accomplish my goal. It's a wish. That's all it is. But if we think about how we're going to get there and we set behavioral goals, which are in our control, you will get there if it's healthy for your body to lose that weight. But then of course, that's where the why comes in also, right? Like, why do you want to lose weight? Is it to be healthy or is it for other reasons? But that the number is not completely in our control. We know the number on the scale has so many other factors involved. It's, it's not just, you know, calories in, calories out. We know that science knows that there's so much more to it. So, you know, it's, it's such an unrealistic goal that we're really setting ourselves up for potential failure if we set a specific number goal. And is there a way to reframe that to find other ways to look at body positivity instead of just a number on the scale? Because quite frankly, I'm so over that. Me too. Trust me. (laughs) I'm so over the number on the scale. Like throw your scale out the window. (laughs) I hate it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, literally, if you think about it, somebody steps on the scale, they could be in a great mood. And then they step on the scale and it's like, boom, now you're in a horrible mood. Why have something that, that dictates our mood or why let a number or a little machine do that? So what I tend to recommend though, is to think about those behaviors. So the first thing would be if somebody wants to lose weight, then I would say, okay, what's your why? Is it to be able to run around with your children? Is it to be able to decrease your cholesterol or hypertension or get out of the, say, pre-diabetes stage, you know, all different reasons. And then whatever that reason is, then be like, okay, how can I help myself get there? And usually, you know, if we think about a lot of things related to weight, it comes down to our health behaviors. Mm -hmm. Once again, there's other factors too, like genetics and other things. But maybe a more realistic goal would be to start moving more. Maybe a more realistic goal would be to be more mindful about your eating or to eat regularly throughout the day without skipping meals or, you know, different things like that. So I would look at the specific behaviors and then that's what's going to help somebody get to that point 
of feeling better about themselves. And then I know you mentioned body image as well and body positivity. And I think, you know, that is, is another thing that a lot of people are talking about these days and something to work on. And we can think about what our bodies do for us. Mm. So like the function that our body serves helps us improve our body image when we take the focus away from the number, the shape, the appearance. And you talked about sort of those little things that we can do. I would imagine that our daily routines and the little things that we do on the daily add up to help us achieve these goals, whatever they may be. So, and I've heard magic numbers before about how long it takes to create a new habit and things. What's your opinion on how long it would take to make this a little easier. Like at some point, if you keep working away and you're consistent and you're patient, does it get a little easier to do the things that we're trying to do? Absolutely. And I love that you said consistent and patient, because I always tell that to my clients, you have to be consistent and patient because it does take time. And you're right. There's so many of those magic numbers out there. And I don't like to necessarily use any of them because everybody is so different. Everybody's life is so different. We're all starting from different places. But what I typically tell people is most of us can do something for a week, try two weeks. That's when life starts to happen. Then if you can get doing it, you know, like then it's like, okay, this wasn't so realistic. Let me change my, or tweak my goals a little bit, then see how it goes. But I don't like to think like, give it 30 days. I rather like to think, okay, this is what, this is the here and now. How can I do this today? And then check. I did it today. Can I do it tomorrow? Can I do it the next day? And then we keep going. I love what you are saying because it's just one day at a time, one step at a time. If we think too big, it gets way, way too overwhelming and way too out of reach. So as we look into 2022 and a fresh start, what is your best advice for people out there who have goals that they want to achieve? My best advice is to start now to think about what you want to achieve, what it takes to get there, and think of the smallest thing, the smallest change you can make today. And just start today. Don't wait. The little things matter. I always say that the devil's in the details. Every little move you're making, it does does add up. And I think that, that that's very refreshing and motivating to think about it like that. Well, this was awesome. I really enjoyed this. I have my own things that I'm looking to change in the new year as well. So this was very helpful. Let everyone know where they can find you. I love your Instagram. For example, you post some really great motivational stuff on there. Thank you so much. So yes, my Instagram is Dr. Rachel NYC. My website is also drrachelnyc.com. So those are probably the easiest ways to find me and reach out to me. And thank you so much for a sesh. I love a good thank free you. sesh that everyone can <laughs> listen to. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this first episode of the year of Mom to Mom, the podcast. I hope you like this. I definitely learned a lot from this conversation that I am already applying into the new year and so far so good you know we'll see how we feel next week uh speaking of next week you can find us here same time same channel if you are in the boston area as always you can catch mom to mom the tv show which is the tv version of this podcast that's on mondays at 11 30 a.m in the meantime you can totally binge on mom to mom podcasts wherever you find your podcast there's so many great conversations here with experts and so many different categories And in the meantime, you can find me. I'm on Instagram at Maria Sansone, and you can find us at The Hub Today as well. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. Good luck with those goals. I'll see you next week here on Mom to Mom.